Charlotte sighed. When she asked her boyfriend's uncle to train her to be a top-notch investigator, she hadn't expected the man to be so diabolical. Her boyfriend. The phrase sounded funny. Part grade school label, part serious romance. She assumed Declan was her boyfriend. It wasn't like he'd given her a ring or a varsity letter or anything, but they'd gone out a few times in the weeks since solving the mystery of his mother's disappearance, and their courtship seemed to be blossoming. Still, Declan was difficult to read, and romance was hard, anyway. So many things could make a relationship awkward. Jealous exes, disapproving friends, the fact that she'd found his mother's bones in her backyard. Offering Declan a cocktail— and then casually strolling to her lanai, where they could overlook his mother's former grave, definitely qualified as awkward. But maybe finding his mother had nothing to do with the fact that their romance was moving at the pace of a snail cattle drive. Maybe it had more to do with the facts that Uncle Seamus was living with Declan, and her own house was under constant surveillance by her mother-hen neighbors, Mariska and Darla. At 26, she was the youngest person in Pineapple Port, and the subject of some local fascination. When people asked how she lived in a retirement community, she told them she'd been grandmothered in. Ha! Nobody ever got the joke. But in all fairness, it didn't make sense until she explained. Her parents had died, forcing her to move in with her grandmother in the retirement community. Then her grandmother had died. Rather than ship her off to an orphanage, Pineapple Port unofficially adopted her, pulled some strings, and enabled her to grow up amongst them. Like Jane Goodall with the apes. The residents didn't like that joke either. Charlotte had lived there long enough to grow accustomed to the scrutiny, but it was a whole new world for Declan. Dating in Pineapple Port was like trying to make out in a basement while your parents, grandparents, brothers, sisters, and a hundred or so answer uncles mingled upstairs. Not sexy. Then again, maybe the less-than-whirlwind nature of their romance was her fault. She'd been busy. She'd never felt so alive as she had while trying to unlock the mystery surrounding Declan's mother's death. And now that it was over, she wanted to solve more puzzles. That's where Seamus and his fiendish training came in handy. I hear your flyers didn't turn out so well, said Seamus. She threw her head back and huffed. Declan must have told him she'd slipped flyers into her neighbor's mailboxes to advertise her investigative services. She'd thought she was being enterprising. Aware of her potential client's proclivities, she'd even included a clip-and-save 20% off coupon. She wasn't an idiot. Some of the Pineapple Portians would buy a wetsuit in the Sahara if they had a coupon for it. After a week of waiting for clients to come rolling in, only one crime had been committed. Someone put unstamped detective agency flyers in people's mailboxes. Come on! 
Who knew it's a federal offense to put mail in people's mailboxes? Mr. Caslin, apparently. The better question is, who knew you had a retired postman in the neighborhood? Tell me about it. He felt duty-bound to lecture me on the do's and don'ts of mailbox laws for an hour. Is he going to turn you in? No. I begged Mariska to help me make a pie for him. She said he'd only threatened to report me in the hopes of getting a pie in the first place, but she helped me anyway. He's a notorious food grubber, said Jackie, trying to unzip the ghillie suit. I've seen that man eat an entire pie by himself. He ate it one slice at a time so people wouldn't notice, but I noticed.